It is Sports to the Max. Mike Max has the night off. Steve Thompson in until 8.30. Our pregame show, Timberwolves and Warriors from San Francisco tonight. Cal Soderquist and Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Let's get right into it. The Minnesota Vikings have a new general manager, Gwesi Adolfo Mensa, uh, met the media. You've heard cuts throughout the day. We'll have more later on in the show. And the one thing we know about sports, and you, you can point to a hundred examples, the, the pendulum swings that a, a team goes one direction, it doesn't work, they go another direction. Uh, a, a sport, for instance, uh, collective bargaining in sports. I'll go way back to the reserve clause. The owners had all the power for the longest time in MLB. And then free agency came, and the pendulum swung the other way. And then it swings back and forth. Uh, The economics, uh, how rosters are put together. But this trend of people who understand mathematics and analytics and can crunch numbers, whether it's uh, psychological tests and performance metrics in the game, all of those sorts of stuff that that they can throw into a computer and, and kick out something. Let's face it, Major League Baseball went this route a long time ago. Did you see Moneyball? Did you read Moneyball? Look, look at what the Oakland Athletics do and the Tampa Bay Rays. The worst ballparks in the major leagues. The greatest economic challenges in the major leagues. And they, they do it with analytics. They, they are better at finding players than anybody else in the big leagues. And let's face it, the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Cubs all have a lot more money. A lot more money. The Angels, the list goes on and on. But the A's and the Rays consistently find better players. And that's a combo platter. Their analytics, their their study of all the metrics, and their scouting department is just better than everybody else. Let's face it. The, the A's and Rays contend with much, much less than most of the other clubs in MLB. And I think football is is heading in this direction. I, I would say baseball is the first to start it and, and fine-tune it. Uh, Derek Falvey, Thad Levine, uh, numbers guys, analytics guys, uh, and now the new general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. You heard in the story uh, in, in the news a moment ago, and maybe you saw a story on our website or another website, Princeton, Stanford, spend time on Wall Street. This is a trend in sports because it's worked elsewhere. Now, there's no guarantee it's going to work here. There's no guarantee that this move will pay dividends. But one of the things that Chris Tubbs and I talked about, our producer, before the show is, the Minnesota Vikings, in my lifetime, are 1-4 in the Super Bowl, and as of late, don't have a whole lot to show for it. They, they, they really don't. The last two years 
were, were bitter disappointments for Minnesota Vikings fans. They didn't go to the playoffs again. Uh, they play in a weak division, and you've got a quarterback gobbling up, what, 20% of the salary cap? And, and Kirk Cousins has put up great numbers on the surface. But if you really break it down, what has Kirk Cousins' career shown? That he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback in the NFL. And on top of it, doesn't make his team better. So based on what they've done, an old-school head coach in Mike Zimmer, uh, we learned that as he went out the door and you hear from players and you hear kind of the behind-the-scenes. And I know when someone leaves, they're always going to get the bad side of it. Or, or more bad than good anyway. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that what they've been doing isn't working. So let's go in a new direction. Let's bring in someone young, well-educated, with new ideas, and he might not be a dyed-in-the-wool football guy. They have tried the dyed-in-the-wool, old-school football guys. It hasn't worked. It's time to try something different. That's why I'm on board with this. Why not? Why not? Because it's clear they've got a lot of work to do in really all three phases of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. The offensive line is a train wreck. You've got a quarterback who is way overpaid. Uh, you have a defense that has tons of holes in aging guys making a ton of money. And we all know special teams were better in 2021, but there's still work to be done. So to say the Minnesota Vikings are close or they need a tweak, come on. It, it, and I give the Wilfs credit for going in this direction and bringing in someone who's going to take a completely New look at that. Chris Tubbs is our producer. Chris, you and I are absolutely on the same page on this. Why not? Because what's been done to this point, has it really worked? Yeah, I I mean... We've but got, it hasn't. We, we've got all the success to show for it, right? I mean, remember the Super Bowl... Ch- no. Um, remember the, the um, NFC Championship game win? When, um, no, wait... Um, yeah, it hasn't the worked. The numerous division titles, the... Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, here's I, the deal. I, I, I think, Steve, I think we're all tired of playing it safe and being conservative. And this might go down as a colossal failure. Sure. But why not swing for the fences? Why not put the cojones out there, right? The testicular fortitude, if you will, and say... This is where we see the league is heading. What we've done the last couple of years and, and, and the old school Mike Zimmer approach and, and the Rick Spielman from the scouting side. It failed. It, it, it failed. And it, failed. and it, it yielded us some good results. It didn't get us ultimately where we want to go. So why not look at somebody who can mirror the analytics? And, and I think analytics, I, I think that's going to become kind of a buzzword if we don't really know how to label him, because I don't know much about him. I, I know that he was like a vice president of player personnel. I don't know what that means. I, I don't know everything from his day-to-day, you know, in and out what he did. But the very fact that they're thinking outside of the box 
with a, a young guy, you know, in his forties. And I'm gonna. I, I know that you know baseball really embraces the money ball and the analytics. I'm gonna point to one guy outside of Billy Bean. There's a guy who built the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs by the name of the. Yes, exactly, exactly. I, I'm I'm not saying he's gonna end up being Theo Epstein. I'm not. But sometimes you got to let things play out and don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's see how all of this works. I mean, change is scary, Steve, and especially for people that aren't we, – we don't know what's going to happen. But you know what? I'm excited for a clean slate. I, as a Vikings fan, I am legitimately excited because I have no idea what to expect. And, and I, guess, I guess that's the fun part because I have no idea which direction this is going to go. I choose to well, be optimistic. And there are other examples. And I think the Minnesota Twins, Derek Falvey, Thad Levine, came in. Uh, analytics. Geeks they, and nerds are going to run the world, man. For sure. They brought it in with mixed results. In fairness, uh, 2021 was not a good year for the Minnesota Twins. And they have gigantic challenges coming out of the lockout to build a pitching rotation that's mm-hmm. going to be somewhat competitive. So let's face the facts. I mean, I, there's no guarantee, but what's what was tried before didn't work. So Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, gone. Let's try something new. And I think that brings it up to the next point when, when it comes to this new brain trust of Mark Wilf and, and Ziggy Wilf and the new general manager of the Minnesota Vikings is Mm -hmm. finding a head coach that's a fit. Yes. And it it was interesting reading between the lines that there'll be input and so on and so forth. Um, I I get the sense that Doug Peterson's been mentioned, you know, veteran coach, coach the Eagles, has a Super Bowl ring and all of that. Not sure it would be a bad fit, but I think if you're going to bring in a young general manager, Mm -hmm. um, I, I think putting that together with with a young head coach. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not saying a guy in his 50s or 60s, because I'm a guy in his 50s, can't get the job done. I'm just saying if you're if you're going to do something new, do something new. Yeah, and that's why I think a guy like D'Amico Ryans, I keep coming back to it. And, and maybe it's low-hanging fruit because they were together in San Francisco. Yeah. But – I'm, I'm, you know, you got to kick the tires on it. And I know that they have, I am not a fan of Doug Peterson. I absolutely am not. Uh, and, and it's not bitterness to 2017. Um, I, I'm not a, a fan of, you know, recycling or rehashing the same old guys. Uh, I would be interested in Raheem Morris because you hear his players, you know, talk about him glowingly. And I don't think he got a fair shake in Tampa. Uh, outside of that, you know, Brian Dabble, the offensive coordinator in Buffalo, or um, O'Connell, the offensive coordinator for the Rams. I mean, if you're going to go young and, and you're going to try and blow this thing up, one thing that he said too, Steve, that, that really I thought was good was you know, the communication and you mentioned you know getting input. I don't think people have to think this is going to be the triangle of authority sort of thing. Right. I, I don't think yeah. we're going that route. Because yeah. if we do, oh, I mean, Lord I knows. See, yeah, yeah. I got the I got the little grown out of you, Stevie. T. I got the little grown yeah, out of you. Yeah, the triangle of authority. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, but but that illustrates a point that that I made right out of the gate, and and you and I are one hundred percent agreeing yes. on. Yep. 
what what was done before. Chili was an old football guy. Mm-hmm. Mike Tice was a player and a football guy. And and you know, Bud Grant and Jerry Burns. I mean, you you can go way Maybe you need a non-football a numbers guy. Maybe you need yeah. it. Maybe you need it in the general manager, and maybe you need a fresh take because, let's face it, things haven't been that great as a Viking fan. They haven't. Green Bay has dominated this division. That's a fact. Um, They have four Super Bowl victories in the Super Bowl era. The Vikings have zero. Zero. Hmm. Doesn't seem Um, like a good thing to me. um, The the Bears... um, have been to and won. The, my point being is, is that I, I'm on board now. In fairness, uh, go wait and see. Adolfo Mensa was their second choice. I get the sense their first choice went to Chicago for an interview and didn't leave and come to the Twin Cities. So, so there's that. But I don't think that should matter either whether it was the first choice or the second choice. It, it, it's like trying to rank draft picks. And when, when it comes to the draft or hiring general managers or hiring head coaches, we have absolutely no idea how it's going to play out. You know, when Bill Belichick got the job in New England, he had already failed once as a head coach in this league. Bill, Bill Belichick got fired before he took over in New England. It, it panned out. So you just have no idea. Tom Brady was the six-round pick. So we'll see how it plays out. I do like the move. When we come back, we'll hear some audio from earlier today uh, from the new Viking general manager. And if you've got a thought, do you like the hire, do you hate it, send a text, 651-461-9226. What are your thoughts on the new GM? Six five one four six one nine two two six. That is good for a caller text here on News Talk E three O W C C O. Sports to the max. Steve in for Mike tonight. Timberwolves later at Golden State pregame eight thirty with Cal Allen with all the play by play. It'll be uh, the Golden State Warriors and Minnesota Timberwolves are coming off a good start to the road trip in Portland, and they got the W on Tuesday. Night. That was a good win. Ant went nuts in that one. Back to the uh, Minnesota Viking general manager situation. They've got a brand new general manager. Met with the media today, Gwesi Adolfo Mensa. Um, and there's been a lot made about his education. Princeton, Ivy League, uh, Stanford. Uh, spent time on Wall Street, and he said Wall Street's got some similarities to football. A lot of the things that happen on Wall Street happen in the NFL. There's a market. There's players. There's prices. A lot of those things aren't any different. What you learn is the emotional just stability to leave at the end of the day when it didn't go well and go say hi to your friends and be a normal person and show up the next day and try and get better. And uh, he went on to talk about uh, player interaction as part of the job first exposure I got to players is in San Francisco. Actually, I, I began teaching uh, financial literacy to them. And so I really got close with them and connected with a lot of those guys. And what you learn is they're just they're great dudes. They just really happen to be really great at football. And so I learned that you can be in this chair, do these things, just be human. A huge part of the general manager's role will be working side-by-side side with the head coach. 
What is he looking for in the next head coach? We want leadership. You know, we want somebody who's going to rally the collective over the individual. We want somebody who's got vision, who can communicate, who's got a solid football foundation, who understands how football's interconnected and what that means. So that's been our focus in these last uh, few days. And uh, beyond a head coach, what about Kirk Cousins? And what about some of the other veteran players? Uh, do, do you move on from Dalvin Cook? What do you do about Adam Thielen just on that side of the ball? Then you go to the defense, and there's other huge decisions. Uh, oft injured Daniil Hunter, uh, the linebackers, uh, Barr, Kendricks, and then, of course, Harrison Smith. There's a lot of big contracts. There's a lot of things. And ultimately, the decision on what you're going to do with the head coach is huge, but then tons of player decisions. And I'm sure this was talked about. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in these conversations about what is the big picture plan? Are, are the Wolves comfortable with 2022 maybe being a lost season where you step back and realistically, hey, we're, we're going to win five or six games this year? Yeah, I mean, we've never, we've never seen the Wolves really be in this position where – they would be okay with a rebuild. I mean, right? It's always been a reload where you feel like the team, maybe if you, not to take a year off, but you don't kick the can down the road. And that's exactly what they did with Kirk Cousins. I mean, they extended him, hence lowering the cap hit, but eventually you got to pay the piper. And exactly. It's, and it's it, always been trying to, trying to, you know, one foot in, one foot out. It's like, yeah, are they okay knowing that? The fan base, because there's always going to be some of the fan base that's going to, you know, push back on wanting to rebuild. But I believe there's some, Steve, there's a portion of the fan base that's like, let's let's hit the reset button. Let's kind of purge everything out and then see where we're going when the new regime really puts their fingerprints on it. When you look at the playoffs in the Elite Eight Divisional Weekend, take Jimmy Garoppolo and San Francisco out of the equation. Mm -hmm. What do you need? You need an elite quarterback. And, and you need, and they need to finally get a quarterback in the draft that develops and becomes their own. Are you going to find Patrick Mahomes or 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 Josh Allen or someone like that? Maybe not, but they got to take a run at you, you it. Gotta, you, what yeah, they've you, been doing doesn't work. Yeah, you, you got to take a risk. You got to take a chance. I mean, I, I'm okay with a swing and a miss as long as you take a big cut. And the the last quarter, what's the last quarterback that they had that that um, they developed? Dante Culpepper? Is it? I mean, are we going back to to Dante? You know, is there, that there haven't there haven't been a lot in in the post Brand Tarkenton area. You had Tommy Kramer, uh, he was he was drafted and mm -hmm. developed. And I remember when people were howling for Tommy Kramer over Fran Tarkenton. But but since then they they brought in veteran guys to fill the void for the most part. Right, it's one that comes to mind. And and they took a swing at Christian Ponder with the twelve. That that was a miss. I get it, but they they haven't had success. But when you look at three of the final four, what do you got? You get, yeah, I've heard the Rams took a took a big. Big run at Matthew Stafford in Detroit, and they got him. And now he's in the NFC Championship game. And then, of course, you have Patrick Mahomes, and we know how good he is. And how bad was Cincinnati before they finally landed Joe Burrow? Yeah, it's you know, it's 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 such a it's a hard thing because 
you're banking so much on that quarterback, but again, you got you got to take a swing at it. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. And the question is, how much of a step back are the Wolves willing to take in 22 and maybe 23 to get a run at a franchise quarterback? All right, we got to run. We'll have the news. Much more sports to the max coming up.